0: The information contained within this podcast does not consider your personal circumstances and is of a general nature only. You should not act on it without first obtaining professional financial advice specific to your circumstances. Paul Atherton is an ex-Wall Street advisor on a mission to help young people win back their financial power, wealth, and security. He does this by helping them understand the hidden world of finance, risk, and investments, helps them figure out how it impacts them, and to seize the opportunities to make it work to their advantage. This is Paul Street Journal. I'm back here with Paul Atherton. How are you this morning? Hi, Tim. Yes, well, thank you. It's good to hear. Now, Paul, uh, I've just been thinking about uh, investing uh, some of my spare money uh, I put away roughly you know 10 to 15 percent of my wage away in, in savings is there a better way that I could be using that rather than just sitting in a in a bank account essentially
1: oh dear oh dear Tim much better of course yeah I, I look I I, I think a, a really good way is you to think about investing in investments when I talk to my clients it's good to get an idea of the spectrum of investments that are out there and of course what you're doing is keeping cash in the in your account and that is not an investment it's it's a it's a saving but it's uh, not investing really um but there are other ways of investing and so that just talking about some of the instruments there are there are i call them debt instruments or fixed income instruments so uh, this be, could be government debt or company debt what they do is they offer to pay a certain amount of money based on um, a fixed rate uh, so corporations can raise funds, and that's debt instruments. This is very often used, and it's considered to be lower risk, particularly if it's government debt. Uh, then we are into the equities or the stock market. You know, as we hear in the evening news how the Dow Jones has done, that's all equities. That's the stock market investing in the shares. The fourth area really is the property market. Think about that. That's always in the news about how well people have done um, investing in various properties or maybe their own property. And that increases in, in price over time. So investing is about placing money in some type of security, some type of asset where over time you will appreciate and then you can access it hopefully in the future
0: sure so i mean that all sounds great but i mean what's the what's the benefit in terms of like me using my money that way rather than having it i guess you know safe and secure in my bank account
1: well there's always a place for safe and security and i highly recommend people do think about that uh, i think when we're in the younger generation such as yourself tim who you, you really got to think of longer term and saving for the future um, not just securely but you have got to invest because retirement is 40 50 years away what is the instruments that are going to get you the best type of return so you can ride out what I call volatility in the stock market things go up things go down but over the long term you'll have significant returns now if you were only a couple of years from retirement and you really needed that money in a couple of years you probably don't want to risk being on the stock market if there was a big quote-unquote correction so if there was a gfc or a incident like in 1987 where there was a loss of 20 percent on the uh, dow jones now that would be a very big problem because you need to access it but over 20 years 30 40 years from now yeah you should be invested heavily in the stock market really so you were saying that there were the risks i guess over a short short period of time
0: you know you said that the risks were you're dropping 20 percent. is it? any can you expand on the risks
1: a little more or yeah the, the, so any investment has what i call volatility You place it in a particular asset or, I mean, let's use apple as an example you've invested in apple because you believe that go up over time and indeed it has over particularly since the invention of the uh, iphone now over that period of time there's been ups and downs sometimes people are worried that it's overpriced and if you've invested money when it was on the high and then all of a sudden people are a bit worried about whether it can indeed do just as well in the future then the price of the stock can go down that that volatility is inherent within stocks so if you look at any particular stock that you've invested in it will go up and go down and some stocks, some instruments go out of favor completely. So when, when we're using the iPhone as the example, BlackBerry was the big utilization, big. that was the big phone, that was where everything was going. Everything was going to the, the BlackBerry. And of course, iPhone came out and within several years it killed that company completely. And Nokia was as a fabulous example. Nokia. Everybody had Nokia phones and all of a sudden, Nokia did fantastically well during the 90s. Out comes the iPhone. So when I talk to people about investing in stocks and um, on the stock market, I do tell people to be very careful in terms of investing in single stocks because you're taking a very big bet, even if you think you're very well informed. There were a lot of people that were incredibly well informed before the iPhone. Nokia was going to overtake the world. Nokia had overtaken the world. But then something like that happens and you can become exposed very, very, very quickly. Um, Additional to, just to make sure I answer your question, Tim, is even within stocks that do very well over time, there's volatility. There's a feeling over time, just the general market sentiment or the sentiment about the stock, and it can go down. It's the trend over long periods of time. That's, That's very important.
0: So that, that's roughly also the benefit that outweighs the risk is so it? a long, long period of time.
1: Yeah. So if you want to access it very quickly, I need to access my, my money uh, over the next year or within a year, then you don't want to be in volatile access, um, assets or okay. volatile stocks. And, so, and that even includes government? Well, government bonds, bonds and government debt is very low, particularly in, nowadays. But... there's very little volatility around that. You've got the full backing of a government in terms of government debt, for example. So the full backing of the, the sovereignty and the credibility of a government means that this really doesn't move terribly much. So you're really stable income. And as you imagine, so where you start very early in your investing cycle, it's heavily in stocks. Higher returns, higher upside, higher volatility, higher risk. And then as you get into the raw retirement stage, you take away from stocks, you invest more into the maybe more boring instruments like government debt or debt, and the volatility goes down, but your stability increases and your accessibility to um, that cash um, and that, that, that money in the future is, is more secure. So you were talking earlier about how well-informed um
0: certain people were in terms of you know picking Nokia or BlackBerry and then you know the iPhone came out i mean is there
1: any strategy for for me if i want to pick the next apple for ah, instance ah yes perfect yeah my, so um, that's a great question my my advice is don't do it okay. don't even try because it is an incredibly difficult game my my advice is to when it comes to the stock market Look at the indexes. So invest in an index. When an index is a broad spectrum of stocks that represent generally the viability and the value of an entire country. So we got the ASX 200, which is Australia's, the S&P 500, broadly the US economy. If you put the money on that, you you really are going to be safe as houses. And interestingly, there's just been uh, a winning of a bet in 2007, Warren Buffett put a, a bet out, a million dollars, that if you put, I think it was $10,000 was the, uh, the initial amount of money. But anyway, the mil- it was a million dollar bet. He put out to the entire hedge fund industry for 10 years, over a 10-year period. You pick your hedge funds and I'll pick the S&P 500 and I will beat you. That was Warren Buffett's bet. And uh, he was met with uh, a great wall of silence. But one man, to his credit, came up and said he can do it. And uh, the, the results are in, uh, six months early, but they're so massively in favor of Warren Buffett that he's ordered quits and said, you win. So Warren, Warren Buffett uh, wins, and he will. The it, The indexes are unbeatable, um, so I'm a big fan. I think the perhaps the nuances that you may want to think about in terms of an index is which country you want to be in. So you could think, is Australia the right bet? Or maybe the US is the right bet? Maybe Europe's the right bet or maybe the UK is the right bet or maybe a portfolio of those indexes. But the great thing is about an index is you don't pay all of those funds to pay those brilliant people of the hedge funds to uh, money managers. Low fees, simple and very profitable.
0: Uh, So I guess the first thing that kind of comes to my mind and all that is how do I set these up? Is there a kind of fast way to set those?
1: Yeah, so my advice there, Tim, is... uh, you should be able to do it through your superannuation. There should be a fund in which you have access to that. If you struggle, and people do, because it is a little bit complicated, my suggestion is to go get a financial advisor and get his help to navigate into that. But really, you should be able to do it yourself. Okay. And finding an index, finding a passive fund that is very broad spectrum, should be relatively straightforward. And maybe, maybe, Tim, we can do that as another show. Sure. Yeah. How to do it. Definitely. (laughs) All good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. That's brilliant, Tim. Thank you. Paul Street Journal.